welcome to Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, a show where we delve week by week into each chapter of the Harry Potter series. Ari, how are you? Just fine. Great. How are you? This week we were... Oh. <laughs> how are you? Tell me um, something how- good. Tell me that you love me. Yeah. No, please don't. Um, I don't make this very complicated for both of us. Very complicated. No love. No love here. <laughs> this week, we read chapter 24 called Rita Skeeter's Scoop. A scoop of scoop of ice cream. A scoop of shit. Scoop of is salt and straw. Yeah. Ari, what happens in this chapter? Um... Rita publishes an article about Hagrid, and mm. we deal with the fallout. Mm. Beautifully uh, Honestly, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know if that is a good... There's a lot of stuff that happens in this chapter, but I don't know how much of it is, like, worth... This chapter is also surprisingly long. This one was, like, a little all over the place. Didn't you feel? Or is that just my take? That's just my take? I liked that it opened and closed with the... Hagrid situation right that's the through line for sure um but yes I did agree that there was a little bit scatterbrained in the middle um we're we got a lot of information in this this was a chapter where we get a lot of information that right now we don't really know what the relevance of it is but as you look back people are named in this chapter that will not appear again until I believe (laughs) book seven (laughs) book seven referring to No. Dumbledore talks about Aberforth. Oh, oh, Aberforth. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah? I think it's book seven, right? Yeah, book seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh yep. He's he's name dropped. Yep. Um (laughs) so random how he was mentioned too. I was like, (laughs) okay. Um, the comment about him maybe not being able to read, I was like, do any of y'all know how to read? You stopped taking English classes at age 11. There's not an English teacher at Hogwarts. I mean, they know how to, I guess they're writing essays and stuff for, for the different teachers. So, but there's not an English professor. Uh, They don't know how to do maths. It's like the, the video that our listener sent in that I passed along to you. Yes. He's like, what are you teaching them? Uh, jury's still out. So, uh, so yes, this, this chapter, uh, mainly centers around Hagrid and the, the, um, the beans that are spilled Mm. without his permission. Ari, I know you did not mean it intentionally, but referencing beans when the most famous use of beans in fairy tale literature is Jack and the Beanstalk, which (gasps) also has giants in it. Ariana! Just give myself a little pat, a little pat on the back for that one. That was (laughs) incredible. I mean, Adam was the only one that realized that. What, right Hi over guys, my head. I'm brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> totally didn't realize it. But yes, <clears throat> the beans. Uh, the beans have been spilt. We've got mm-hmm. some giant connections in this one as well. Uh, so chapter 22 opens with... Um, 24. Oh no, 24. Excuse me. Chapter 24 
opens with Hermione mentioning that she used some magical hair serum on her hair. JK, I'm sorry. Did you really think no. that like I I wasn't going to be able to sleep tonight until I knew how Hermione got her beautiful mane of a hair into like smooth, luscious locks? Girl, I could care less. Who cares? I don't. We didn't need it. I didn't need it. It was such a like important thing to mention. I was like, we're. I don't really care. We've moved on from the night. I don't. You know what? We moved on I'm from the night. On. I'm moving on from the Google. <laughs> I have chosen to move on. Thank you, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, how weird is it that Ron and Hermione are just being nice to each other? Like formal. Oh, hello. Pardon me. I'm trying to like. I know what I understand sometimes if you have been friends for a really long time or like if you if you're siblings, there'll be like a moment mm-hmm. where you'll just be like, shut up or what you know, like yell at each other. And then like it's just like quiet for a little bit and then you just kind of continue going on. But like, I don't think these two necessarily have that relationship. So I'm going to ask a question. Does anyone in this entire book series ever apologize for anything they've ever done? <laughs> This is a genuine question. Dumble, I'm Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Six, I think. I think. Well, it can't be book seven. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would know. I think it's book f- at the end of book five when Harry like goes mm. off on him. I think he does apologize. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think that's right, too. I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe. Being that age when you're 14, but I still think like we talked about, there was like an initial conversation at least when we were 14, there'd just be a little bit of like a, okay, well, I didn't like that you did that or like blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. It just pissed me off that you did that. Blah, blah, blah. There was something. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't, weren't like sitting down having a really heartfelt conversation, but there was some type of discussion about it, like addressing it. Yeah. Anyway. That was a little weird to well, me. Some I was people like, oh. just don't like to address things. Some people just like to never yeah. talk about their feelings. Could never be me. <laughs> Sorry. No. Could never no, be true. me. Could never I be like Ari. can't. It's like painful for me to like hold it in. Um, yeah. Uh, and also they tell Hermione that they found out that they overheard Hagrid say that he was a giant. And Hermione literally is like, yeah, duh. Thank you. Is she the I only one with sense? This way, we would be friends with Hermione. No, like, 100%. no way we would be friends with Harry or Ron. No. Just Hermione. I'd be friends with Neville. I'd be friends with Neville. Uh-huh. I'd be friends I mean, with, obviously, Colin Creevy. Yes. Um. Yeah, I probably would have been friends with Hermione and, like, Lavender and Padma. I mean, uh, Parvati. Parvati. Uh, yeah, uh, Hermione knew, obviously. Girl, no, we wouldn't. We would be friends with Hannah Abbott, who's in our year. Oh, yeah, we're not in Gryffindor. <laughs> we're in Hufflepuff. <laughs> right, we're in Hufflepuff. Right, Diggling right, right. along with Hannah, <laughs> future <laughs> wife of Neville, right? Doesn't she get married to Neville? No. Wait. Oh, maybe. Do they? Isn't that the one? You know, I always forget because in the movies they ended up shipping it's, Neville yeah, and Luna. Yeah, it's not, it's not Luna. 
To be clear, no, they don't get married. Maybe it is Dana Abbott. Um, but uh, yeah, she's not surprised at all. Mm -hmm. She's just like, I mean, and then she says, I knew he couldn't be full giant because they're like twenty feet tall. Right. How did Hagrid's little daddy impregnate this? giantess who is 20 feet tall there's a, lot of, there's a lot of questions that we'll never have the answer to but where did they um, meet in a field let's, let's was she about say to this. eat him <laughs> let's so say this confused. uh he uh <laughs> his little swimmers were very strong and that's all we'll say I don't know why potent she wanted potent to do this. I don't know why she wanted to do this. I don't like the choice. I'm just like it just, I don't like I having to questions. be an adult and now think about it. Yeah, I'm it just was like great when I was 11 and had no concept of what that would mean. Oh, see, I think maybe because I got the talk so young, I was already like, but how would? Wait, I was like, how would he? How would that have happened? I just didn't understand. Uh. It's incredible what you can do with in vitro fertilization these days, Ari. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I just uh, I I don't know I I, th- mm. I th- I'm thinking about it too much, so it's just I don't like it. I don't like yeah, yeah. it. How did it happen? Um, how did they? How would they ever where have had a did life it happen? together? In a field, bitch! I swear, in a cave? like where in a cave? Where was he? How did he find? Uh, I don't even understand. It wasn't like there was like they were. There's really a giant on ever. my peen. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. Uh, I mean, how? Oh god, I don't even want to think about it. It's just <sighs> there, I don't know how that would work. I just really don't. Um. Uh, unless. I can't not think about it. I know. This is what I'm saying. No, I, I was about to say, unless she had him and his dad just like raised him, but that's no, that isn't what happened. They're saying that he is half giant for sure. He has his dad's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> this is the, okay. like what? It's just there's <laughs> nothing else to say. We haven't even got into like the actual article. The chapter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the chapter in general. Um, but the article that she publishes and like what she says about his mom and stuff, like, I'm just like, how did his mom and his dad ever even come into contact? Ugh. Um anyway, enough about the giant stuff. Harry still hasn't for gotten now. anywhere with this egg. Yeah, for right now. Yeah. Harry does not know what to do with this egg, but he also is like annoyed at Cedric, so he doesn't even want to accept the the help that or the hint that Cedric gave him, and he thinks it's a stupid hint anyway because he's like he told me to take a bath, but I'm like, why would you not just try that? You have nothing else to go off on to go on, and I'm sorry if someone gave me the password to the prefect bathroom. Girl, there that night the next night at least <laughs> be like, uh, you can be sure i am never using the common yeah, bathroom ever exactly. again ever again <laughs> till they change that password oh the ice cream truck oh 
get a scoop, Rita Skeeter scoop, scoop Rita ice cream. Rita Skeeter scoop ice cream. <laughs> now I really want salt and straw. Oh, I might drive down there to get. She some loves tonight. a black currant ice cream. That's Rita Skeeter. Yeah. Something yeah, English that like seems that. like that a seems toffee, like her flavor. A toffee ice cream. A toffee ice cream. Uh, did you know their milkshakes are different? They just like shake up milk, so it's like. So it's like liquid. It's not like yeah ice cream. Yeah, I like mm. ordered a milkshake while we were there, and then I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> you know what they don't ice do? In the they don't put their eggs in the fridge. They leave them right out on the counter. Oh yeah, I saw that at Michael's. Yeah. Because house. they they their eggs aren't washed and bleached, so they still have their like membrane that like protects it, <gasps> so it doesn't need to go in the fridge. Well, and their eggs would be like more fresh than in that yeah. case, wouldn't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Something. I don't know. Well, speaking of eggs, well. <laughs> Harry still hasn't figured out his egg. He hasn't cracked it. Get it? I No, I got it. <laughs> speaking of eggs, let's talk about how, how Hagrid's mother's eggs were fertilized <laughs> some more. <laughs> Let's talk about some other eggs. Uh, so Hedrick, Hedrick <laughs> Harry, mm-hmm. Harry is annoyed at Cedric um, because he's walking around holding hands with Cho. So to answer the question or what we were pondering last time, something definitely happened that night. Hundred percent. They they definitely made out and did some more some more yeah. stuff. Uh, so now it looks like they're basically a couple or they're going steady. Yeah. He pinned her. He pinned her. And uh, here we go straight into it. They're walking to their care of magical creatures lessons. May I present Professor Grubbly Plank, who is 100% a lesbian. What? It's not even, it's not even like, uh, it's not even short, this is more obvious gray than- hair. Than Albus being gay for sure. This is and so a very unreal. strong jaw. Mm-hmm. Hot. Um, can I say something? Because yeah. I listened to this chapter because oh, you did? we were driving around. So I was like, RJ, play the chapter. Otherwise, I'm not gonna oh, have time. I know what you're it. gonna say. This voice <laughs> is in Incredible. I'm so glad you listened to it because I was going to play it to just be like, I need you to hear what this voice sounds like. So, listeners. Maybe I'll try to find a snippet online and throw it Okay. In. Listeners, here, here it is. <laughs> I can't even, I can't do it justice. And I won't attempt. He's in disposed. That's kind of (laughs) close I can get. It's still not right. It's like she's like her mouth is like has like saliva, too much saliva in it. It's so weird. Yeah. Similar. Um, He did a similar voice for Professor Sprout. So, well, listeners, like we said, what are we saying? (laughs) They're together. Um. Um. But it it reminds me. It reminded me of um, Trunchbull's voice from Matilda the movie. Oh, oh, okay, That's I see that. Reminded me of. Sure. Yeah, I don't know why he chose to do that voice for her, but it is certainly a choice. 
when you have this many characters you have to voice at some point you got to be like i i'm throwing it at the wall yeah. i'm throwing it all and i'm seeing what sticks so i feel like I, I said this before, but I was waiting until this chapter to get into it. I feel like Professor Grubbly Plank, because we don't really ever know. Bless you. We don't Thank really you. know her first name. I don't know if we ever learn it. She is like a worldwide traveler. Like if if she was a muggle, she'd be living in like one of those converted vans, converted camper vans. Mm-hmm. Um, Just... Uh, following like uh, an elk, a wild elk herd um, and uh, climbing into trees to study like the specific species of bats that like live in them. Like mm. she would be that girl. So I feel like mm. that's what she's doing in the magical world. Like she's just out pursuing she just has an affinity for like somehow finding these very magical creatures. She's the ideal story of what you want. You want someone yes. who like is interested in the thing to do the thing. But also she's very like off the grid. So that's why she's okay with like popping mm. to Hogwarts every once in a while and like doing the lessons. And then also is like, okay, whatever, I'll just go and like explore and do my own thing. And then because mm. her partner, her <laughs> she's in a domestic partnership with Pompadora. Pomodoro sprout <laughs> parmesan uh they're together and so she has this as like you know a thing that she can just like pop into every once in a while that's, that's how my she, that's how she knew there was the opening yes exactly because dumbledore said to sprout he was like can you i know her first name would you like to know yeah Grubbly Spr- first name Grubbly Plank y- your name. first name like they do on the game uh your first name her first name is Wilhelmina. Oh, you found it? Oh, Wilhelmina. Uh-huh. Oh, perfect. Great. What a great name. Wilhelmina. And Pepperoni Sprout. And Pepperoni. <laughs> all the names. All the names. <laughs> Wilhelmina. Um, <clears throat> Wilhelmina Grubbly Plank. That's she goes nice by name. Will. You know she goes by Will. Yeah. She's got to. Will. Will Grubbly Plank. She might be. Who knows? Maybe she's non-binary. I'm gonna say it. the The real non-binary character, I think, in this world, it would be Tonks. But yeah. we're not there yet. So I'm gonna say we're gonna say uh, Grubbly Plank, non-binary. They them. They them, please. Yes. Uh, and yeah, and they're in a partnership with uh, Pompadour. <laughs> I can't believe. She's in she's in a relationship with Portobello Sprout. <laughs> Portobello. Portobello Sprout is even better because it's, it's a, plant, a mushroom. It's a sprout. Great. It's an actual yeah. sprout. Yeah. Oh, love it. Love it. <laughs> um, so Will Amina has gotten <laughs> has gotten somehow, somehow. Once again, she has an affinity for dragging these animals. I didn't realize I did that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize I did it at all. (laughs) (sighs) I didn't even, I just went like this. Uh, So Professor Grubbly Plank has got a hold of a unicorn. 
and this is what we're saying, Hagrid. And I'm sorry that you're going through a moment, but this is what we're saying, Hagrid. I mean, Parvati says it at the end of the chapter, and like, thank I am you. Parvati. What am I? What are we doing? It's very unfortunate this is happening with Hagrid, but like, this is exactly what a care of magical creatures lesson should be. This. Exactly what Even, she says. She's like, not monsters is what Parvati right. says. She's like, actual creatures, not monsters. And even like, I'm going to say this too. We find out that the the hybrid of what a scroot is, is a manticore and a fire crab, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> and also, I would be, it would have been cool to see a manticore in real life. Like, I think most people yeah. would have been like, a fucking manticore. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, it sounds like that would be pretty dangerous. I don't know how to sure. even breed them together. What? Here we go well, again. What? Here we go with breeding. <laughs> What's going uh, on? <laughs> come on now. A vila and a human is like one thing. I would just this be is, like. Yeah, this is the third that. hybrid in this book. This is just like really pushing it for me. <laughs> You know, Harry's half muggle. I mean, what are we doing? (laughs) The muggle is the one that I have no questions about. And even the Vila, I'm like, sure. But it's just, I'm just so confused. So, uh, so I love that she's like, they like a woman's touch. And I was like, as does Professor Grubbly Plank. (laughs) Uh, so we're all, we're all on the same page here. Good. Good for Uh, them. <laughs> Good for them. Um, so as the all the female students, female or non-binary students, are approaching the um the unicorn. The unicorn just doesn't want any uh cis gendered straight men around. How about it. no toxicity? You know yeah. And you know what, unicorn? You go I'm on girls. The unicorn okay. side. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, unicorn, you right, you right. Unicorn's like, no. Um, this person is not safe for me. Right. Stomping their feet. Yeah. Saying big sleigh, big sleigh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, excuse me. No, uh, just, uh, safe space over here for me. Thank you. Is it's like glowing, like illuminating? (laughs) No men. I don't want any men here. Mm -mm. No, not for me. Uh, and, um, so while all the, all the girls are looking at the unicorn. Malfoy reveals uh, a copy Ugh. of the Daily Prophet where Rita has written an article about Hagrid. It, in the beginning, she says part human. And then as the article goes on, she reveals that mm-hmm. his mother was the giantess Fred Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name we're going with. All right. Mm-hmm. So Fred Wolfa, she was uh involved German. in the yeah. <laughs> she was involved in the in the giant wars. Like the way I was like, okay, so you're it's how first off, how do you know like exactly who his mother was? Do you think Rita's just like full on making this up? I guess not, because Hagrid confirmed. I feel like you Yeah. I mean uh, I mean, I don't know. Is there not a birth? This is what I here. Yeah, the registry. <laughs> what is it on his birth certificate? Unknown mother. I don't know. Maybe that's how she because found it out. Doesn't, our isn't it that he left? His mom left when he was young, right? Not when he yeah. was like just born. So birth certificates. Yeah, this photo, girl. His dad was that small. 
<laughs> or Haggard is that big. But like, then how big was his mom? I'm just, no, no. Trash, trash no. bin sized hands. <laughs> and he's small for a giant. So like, how big was his mother? This just like, how would it happen? Ah. <sighs> I don't like it. It says so, in this um, chapter that there's a photo. When we reveal the photo, he looks to be about 11 years old, and he's probably eight feet tall. And I was like, how is no one in the wizarding community asking questions? I think we're supposed to just be- – the the bullshit about the Skelligro. Engorgement charm. Engorgement charm. Like, things like that. I'm like, you really think we're just – I mean, maybe if you're a kid, you're just like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I just like don't know how she how does she know that information? Our our birth records, birth certificates uh public. Like can you look up anyone's birth certificate? I feel like you can't, right? Isn't that I don't know. I don't know. But like you said, would his mom even have been on the birth certificate anyway? So Whatever. Um, she took a stab <laughs> in the dark and figured it out. Good for her. Yeah, maybe. Investigative journalism. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe it was maybe it was public knowledge that Hagrid's dad was with a giantess. I mean, people probably would have talked about that. People would have been like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> this guy? <laughs> what was his dad's name? I can't even remember. Like, he was with a giantess. Jack. Jack. Yeah, Jack. Ms. Beans. <laughs> Jack Hagrid. Um, so they so Harry, Ron, and Hermione try to go and see Hagrid, but he doesn't answer. And then he's basically just stays hiding in his cabin for the rest of the week. Um, and then Hermione, you know, encourages Harry to not go to Hogsmeade uh because he needs to figure out the egg. And then he's like, Oh, uh, well, um, you know, I, I think I've got a pretty good idea, actually. So, and she's like, oh, well, good for you. Proud of you. And he's like, yeah. whatever. He's like, I'll just go. It's fine. Um, So as they're going to Hogsmeade, do you know what I'm going to talk about? A place he can go. Yeah, a place he can go. go. <laughs> um, He gets to go to Hogs. They're going to Hogsmeade. And then as they're going on their way, they see Victor Crumb walk out from the ship and dive mm. into the lake in January. Right. In January. In Scotland. Right. In Scotland. I'm sorry, is this lake, hot. is this lake Tell me that's heated? not hot. This man is so hot. <laughs> hot, very hot. Hot, very hot. But like, is this lake like warm? I don't what what are we doing? This is January. So I feel like it's presented like this is crazy. It's January, right? Like it's very specifically the chapter starts and we're like right after Christmas, blah blah yeah. blah. So it's supposed to be like a he's so crazy, he's jumping in a cold lake. In is two this- chapters, they are going to be jumping <laughs> in the all same doing lake. it. Yeah, right. is and it, it's not. Then you're not supposed to question if it's crazy or not. Why do you think she included this to try and give us like an impression that he's going to have a leg up for the next task? Like, I don't really understand why there was a moment included of him diving into the lake. I just don't really get why. 
Yeah, I don't know. It was the weirdest part of the chapter because it's uh, it's so quick and it also doesn't do anything. And I can't think of any reason it's in the chapter. And it's not even like they bring it up again because so that Ron and Hermione can start fighting or something like that. Like they don't yeah. even talk about it still. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't get it. It's like, yeah, th- that must really be it. Just so they could talk, they can talk about him again. But like, just have him be like walking somewhere then. He doesn't need to dive <laughs> into the lake. It was so bizarre. I was like, all right. Uh, so yeah. So Hermione kind of tries to like, you know, encourage Ron to be an adult. Yeah. Just like be okay with crumb. Like she's like, he's really nice. You know, he's not at all like how you would think he'd be being like this, like world famous Quidditch player. And Ron just doesn't really say anything. Uh, um, and then as they go into uh, the Three Broomsticks, they see Ludo hanging out with some goblins. And yeah, he doesn't here's look the very other happy. part of the chapter that I was like, cut it, cut, 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 cut. <laughs> I do not care about this. This is this is what I'm saying of all the stuff that you're like, why, why is this here? And then later yeah. you're like, oh, for that, for the the seep, the, for the, the no, for the, the non payoff. Yeah, for the non-payoff. That is um, actually a payoff. Somebody gets paid off. Oh, see what oh. you did there? Uh, so Ludo uh, stops talking to the goblins and then comes over to Harry and kind of asks to have a private word with him. And then Harry's like, why are you with these goblins? What's going on? They don't look very happy. And he's like, oh, well, they're looking for uh, Barty Crouch, actually. And Harry's like, oh, really? Did you feel old enough to talk to adults like this at 14 years old? There are a couple times in this chapter where I was like, Harry Potter is just talking. Like, I would never speak to adults if I could help it. And he's, there's one thing he says to Rita Skeeter later that I was like, you are 14. I know she's an asshole. Shut the fuck up. Maybe children shouldn't be seen or heard. I guess, who are you talking about? Yeah, Rita, maybe. If I thought she had done something at that age, maybe I would have. Because I did, I've, I mean, we were allowed to speak. You know, our mom was a therapist, so we were allowed to speak our minds growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes for, for better or for worse, you know. Um, but no, I think definitely with adults, just when you're that age, it's like, that's so rare to mm-hmm. speak that like directly or like openly. Uh, I just love the idea that Harry's like, why are you hanging out with these shady goblins girl? <laughs> <laughs> and Ludo's like, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, they're well, uh, looking for crouch. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Which is a lie. First off, they're not looking for crouch at all. No. Maybe they're looking for Crouch because he's saying that because of the fact that Crouch speaks so many languages. But he's like, oh, yeah, they're uh, they're uh, they're looking for Crouch. Right. Uh, and then Harry's obviously interested or like curious where Mr. Crouch is. And he's like, yeah, he's uh, has stopped coming to work and he's been sending in instruction by Owl. And I was like, right. It's just so weird to me that no one thinks this is like a red flag. 
Are you okay? Did you get dust in your eye? I'm so <laughs> touched by Bartimius Crouch. Um, allergy. Yeah, allergies. it's weird. Allergies. Um, I don't. It's just weird that no one. I mean, it's weird. Sorry, I do think this is like on Percy a little bit. It's like you didn't even try to go and check on him. Hello. What are you or doing? like tell someone else that like maybe you know what I guess maybe I, think I the do joke be- Ron made is really funny though <laughs> maybe I do <laughs> believe that about Percy though because of how much he wants to like cl- like how ambitious he is mm-hmm. so he'd be like oh I'm getting to to do all this stuff and I am in charge and like sure. I guess I could see that um so then Ludo suggests to Harry. That he can help him. He's like, I've taken mm-hmm. a liking to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you feeling about the egg? You know, I, I, this is, it's so unfortunate that you're in this predicament. Um, I, I want to help you if I can. And Harry's like, should you be helping me? Or like, is this normal? And he's like, well, you know, I, I just, I've taken a liking to you. And he's like, well, have you, oh no, no. He goes, uh, I, yeah, I just want to help you out or whatever. Of course we want a Hogwarts champion. And then Harry asks, have you been trying to help Cedric too? To which Ludo's like, no, I have taken a liking to you. So, and Harry's like, well, I, I don't, I don't need any help. Thanks. Like, that's okay. And then Ludo is like super disappointed by this. Mm-hmm. And Fred and George come up right at that moment offering mm-hmm. to buy Ludo a drink. And Ludo shakes them off, goes away. Harry goes back to see Ron and Hermione and then tells them what happened. Hermione is obviously very concerned because he shouldn't be doing this. He's a judge, which like, yeah, shady. Why are there so many plots? <laughs> Enough. I told Enough. you this chapter is all over Steal the place. Joe. All of it. This is the chapter where she was like, wait, hold on. I have to tell all these. I've got all these loose ends. Let me tie them up now. Uh, Joe plots rolling. <laughs> so right at that moment, Rita Skeeter and his name is not Bozo. I'm sorry. <laughs> this man's name is Bozo. <laughs> hmm. Rita Skeeter and her photographer with the paunchy gut bozo. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) No one is actually named bozo. Like what? That's like a name for like a clown performer. I believe. Yeah, I believe. I believe. um, (laughs) I believe Cho Chang before I believe bozo. (laughs) You believe what? Cho Chang. Cho Chang. <laughs> uh, so Kingsley Shacklebolt. Oh, uh, there's a name we'll have to get into. <laughs> Kingsley Shacklebolt. Shacklebolt is the one I like always forget about. And then it just hits you like a ton of bricks. Girl. <laughs> it's so shitty. What she sucks. She sucks. <laughs> She sucks. <laughs> no editor alive no, was like, willing to say anything. They were like, what am I to do? No, just no awareness. Absolutely none. King Girl. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. Book, book, uh, book five. 
So, yeah, book five. Um, so, Rita Skeeter, Harry calls Rita out. Right. Um, he's like, I don't like what you publish, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, our readers have a right to know the truth. Uh, to which Hermione, mm-hmm. like, goes berserk and is like, you foul, terrible woman. You blah, blah, blah. And just like really goes in on her. And she's not wrong. I agree with whatever, with exactly what Hermione said. Um, But Rita really does not like this. And she says, I know things. I know things about Ludo Bagman that would make even your your hair curl. Not that it needs it. Um, And then Hermione storms off and they're like, Hermione, be careful. You don't want to piss off Rita Skeeter. And she's like, I don't care. My parents don't read the prophet. Right. So what how is that going to affect me? Like I don't care. She can try. She can try it. Uh and then she storms to Hagrid's hut and is banging on the door only for it to be answered by none other than the headmaster Dumbledore. Albusy Dumbledore. <laughs> and uh she's Hermione is like very like oh like it is a moment for her. She is very embarrassed. She's like and screaming then, at the door. Like, yeah. if you don't let me the fuck yeah. in to cheer you the fuck up, Hagrid, we don't care what that terrible bitch said about you, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you insolent <laughs> slag. <laughs> fuck off. Uh, and then Dumbledore's like, and hello. Um, but it's great because uh, Dumbledore is like Hagrid did you hear what Miss Granger was yelling she's exactly right it's so great she's like not like not bothered by it at all and and then I think it was Harry you know is like shit talking Rita Skeeter only to be like oh sorry uh, Dumbledore and he's like I'm deaf actually so I I didn't even hear what you said so continue (laughs) uh um, and Hagrid is kind of, you know, like in his feels and he's just like sitting there teary eyed. Uh, but sweet. Dumbledore, Dumbledore is being very sweet. And he's like, look, I have received numerous letters from people that knew you and they all will be very upset if I were to fire you because they know how lovely you are and they're not worried about you being around their, their kids at all. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, Hagrid says, well, not everyone, you know, feels that way. Some of them want you to follow me. And I love this line by Dumbledore because, so duh. But he's like, if you're looking for universal approval, you're never going to find it. It's just, and it's so nice to hear this from someone from Dumbledore, I think. Can because you say it Dumbledore- again, Ari? Just let it sink in for the readers. Oh. <laughs> just let it soak in. I think it, sometimes it's nice to have the reminder. <laughs> If you're looking for universal approval, you'll be waiting a very long time. Mm. It's never, never going to happen. But it is. It's a really good reminder. Like, mm-hmm. I needed to be told that more as a teenager. And oh, for let sure. Let alone Hag- Hagrid specifically, <laughs> who Hagrid's is half big giant. Age. Uh, yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, and he there is a moment where Hagrid's like, well, you're not half giant. Like it's different for me because of this like secret I've had to keep. But 
I think the sentiment still stands that it's just like, no one is ever going to like you. Right. Or not everyone. No is one ever is gonna ever like going to like you. <laughs> no one's Remember gonna like that. You. Um, you're never going to have everyone like you. Right. So it's important to one, like yourself first. That's where you start and be like, do I like myself? And if you can't <sighs> love yourself. How the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? <laughs> Let the music play. <laughs> I've been watching their... To, 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 to the moon. To the moon. To the moon. So yeah, it's important to remember that, listeners. It's important that you like yourself, not that everyone likes you. Start there. So Dumbledore's trying to encourage Hagrid, you know, to kind of like fuck the haters, essentially, mm-hmm. is the subtext. And then Dumbledore leaves and our little golden trio. He <laughs> uses the wildest story about Aberforth. Oh, right. Sorry, I skipped over the Aberforth thing. <laughs> Just because he's like, it was realized that my brother Aberforth was doing things to goats. Doing that, putting casting inappropriate charms on goats. I don't what think does it's that mean. Is that what is that the verbiage? Yeah. I thought it was, Wait, let me okay. let me look. Let me look it up. We don't want to misquote. But I'm pretty sure the good words of Albusi. Albusi. <laughs> My own brother, Aberforth, was prosecuted for practicing inappropriate charms on a goat. Mm. It was all over the papers, but did Aberforth hide? No, he did not. He held his head high and went about his business as usual. Of course, I'm not entirely sure he can read, so that may not have been bravery. <laughs> um, not Aberfussy. <laughs> no. Boobo duper that. Uh, so, <laughs> fussy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think, but is that, mm, that's kind of scary. Wait, was he like crucioing a goat? What? Mm-hmm. I don't. What is it? What are, what are the charm? What is that supposed to mean? I'm going to say he just would Wingardium Leviosa a goat a bunch. <laughs> and the goat was like, enough. <laughs> the goat went and complained. Yeah. It's the care of magical creatures <laughs> department. What is it? The control for international control, regulation yeah. of creatures, magical creatures, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so after uh, Dumbledore leaves, Hagrid's like, great man, Dumbledore. As he, always says, he always says this about him. He's mm-hmm. like, great, great man. Um. And uh, then he kind of starts talking about how Dumbledore was the person that advocated for him after his dad passed away. Then he's like, I never have showed you a photo of my dad, have I? So he brings one out. And then that's the photo I showed on the chapter, uh, the the cover. No, what do you call it? Chapter image? The chapter illustration. Illustration. The chapter illustration. Oh, is it in your book? Uh. He just starts talking about his dad and he talks about 
how his dad was so small. He could like pick him up and put him on the bookcase and his dad used to get a kick out of it. And he was pretty sad when his mom left. Oh, there is one. Well, there's an image of... (laughs) This is so stupid. Oh, Crumb? Yeah, Crumb diving off the... (laughs) Oh my gosh. Whoa. And the little squid tentacle. What? Yeah. Wow. No one's worried about the squid, Jesus. I guess the the squid threw Dennis that is Creepy the only out. Illustration so. this chapter. Okay. Uh, I don't. I just like where did where did Hagrid and his giantess mother and his human father live in a cave <sighs> outside on a in a on a farm and like she just slept outside and like they slept in the house. Like, was she like in the barn? Like, I just don't, they could, there's no way they were sleeping in the same bed. She's huge. Were they together? Were they like in a domestic partnership? Were they married? Like what is going on? What was the legality of their union? (laughs) How? Uh, I don't know. I just don't understand how they were together. So basically his mom left. His dad was sad about it. Then his dad passed away. And so Hagrid was alone. Um, And then he starts talking about how when he met Harry, Harry really reminded him of himself. Um, And like now Harry's the Triwizard champion and he's very emotional and he tells Harry that he really wants him to win the whole thing because that'll show people that like no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, you can make it. And I'm just like. This monologue took a weird turn when it routed back to Harry. And I was like, (laughs) let Hagrid just experience his feelings on his own and it doesn't have to come back to how important Harry Potter is. Also, like, I understand what Hagrid's saying in terms of how Harry felt about himself. Famously, I don't know if Adam knows this, but I listen to books to fall asleep. And right now I've been listening to The Philosopher's Stone because I've just read it so many times. And I just read the chapter where he tells Harry that he's a wizard. Mm. And it is like, you know, Harry's like, what if I, and like, the following chapters after Harry's like, but what if I don't know what to do? And like, you know, I, how will I like fit in and all the, mm-hmm. just, he has all these concerns. And so I understand what Hagrid's saying that Harry himself didn't see him that way himself that way. Like he very much saw himself as like an outcast who was coming into something that he had no awareness of, or like, you know, didn't know anything about the wizarding world. So he just felt very on the outside looking in um, like a muggle, you know, even though he is in a muggle born, he essentially is a glass waving through the window. <laughs> um, that was me waving through the window. I got it. Um, <laughs> hi. <laughs> um, but I just, I think maybe just the only thing that I'm kind of like that when he's talking about this is I'm like, but Hagrid, this is Harry Potter. Like the boy who lived. So there already is something about him that's like he's a standout in the in the wizarding world already. I don't know. I just was like, okay, I understand what you're saying, Hagrid, but like everyone already does kind of look at at Harry as a celebrity. So I don't know if that quite ties in. You know what? This is another moment where I'm just like, Joe, what this didn't really work. 
You're trying to like tie the, it in the the book. Okay, Harry. here's the thing. The she's done this in this book more than other books, and I don't know why all of a sudden she was like, Harry needs to feel really shocked by how famous he is. Mind you, this woman started this series with a pro- prologue, basically chapter of like everyone around Great Britain on street corners discussing a baby's name they didn't even know. Right. And we're now supposed to believe that like no one knows who Harry Potter is except for the Triwizard Tournament. And and when he was at the, the Quidditch World Cup, no one was gawking at him there. Voldemort, okay. so so Voldemort was like the worst dark wizard just like in the UK. Like nowhere else in the world people were afraid of Voldemort, I'm guessing then. That's yeah, what that's what I'm taking. Wizards yeah, are scared of water, so they can't they can't travel over. They can't <laughs> It's like a, a murderer, you know, in a specific area. Everyone knows about the sure. specific murderer, the but then if State you go killer. outside. Yes, the Golden State Killer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh anyway. Hagrid brings it back to Harry somehow and I, it just it doesn't really work but it does work in making Harry feel bad because he hasn't figured the egg out yet so <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which I guess was the whole point wait and I want to make sure Harry went back to the castle later that afternoon with Ron and Hermione, unable to banish the image of the happy expression on Hagrid's whiskery face as he imagined Harry winning the tournament. And then he's talking about how the egg is like weighing more heavily on him now than ever. So I guess, I guess I'll give Cedric's hint a shot. I'm just like, girl, you should try. What is going on? Just try it. Just try for no it. other reason very, than you get a nice bath. You get to go to the prefect ba- uh do they say lavatory? Prefect lavatory? I think it's the I don't know. Prefect bath. bath? Okay. You get to go into the prefect bath. Like how cool. Yeah. That you sounds get to really sit cool. In a jacuzzi by yourself. <laughs> With like magical waters and magical soaps and stuff. That sounds right. awesome. He's Even when we idiot. were kids, you're definitely at the age where you're like, oh, a jacuzzi. Cool. Right. That's like the most exciting thing when you're 14. We got a, a hot tub put in in my house. We couldn't we mm-hmm. couldn't sell our house. So my, we were like, OK, well, we'll renovate then. <laughs> and my mom got a sunroom. That was what she wanted in a hot tub. And uh-huh. that hot tub was very popular for all through my high school years. Everyone loves coming over and going in the hot tub. Mm hmm. It's a fan favorite. It's a hit. Yeah. So uh, I don't know why he didn't run to the prefect bathroom. I just, I don't get it. Uh, but that's it. That's the chapter. He's like, uh, begrudgingly, he gives Cedric's hint a try. This kid. What are you going to do? He, he, some, he makes it in the end somehow. Somehow. <laughs> I think it's somehow. like book... Latter half of book five, once he like creates Dumbledore's army, is when it's like, okay, he's actually like, oh yeah, yeah, a good. He kid. starts actually doing stuff, which like, sure, that's when you were kind of fifteen. Was when like that was when I was like, okay, I kind of know what I want to do now. Yeah, or like you know, you start kind of knowing yourself a little bit better. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that, ladies and germs, wraps up this chapter. Uh, Next week, we will be reading chapter 25 called The Egg and the Eye. You You know what eye that's talking about? No. Yeah, you do, girl. The egg and the eye. The egg is the egg and the eye is Miss Girl. Watching him in the baths. Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle's eye. No, I'm pretty sure it's Moody's eye. The eye. Oh, the eye. When the fuck do we get to the pensive in this book? Um, at some point when he goes to see Dumbledore. Oh, in the chapter called The Pensive. <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know what the. She's like four, four after the second task. Oh, okay. How you can find the podcast 38? on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, 37 chapters. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts, as well as video versions on the Ampliverse YouTube channel and on Spotify. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that we can get a perfect Newt score. Five stars only, or else you'll be uh, forced to mate with a giant. Oh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at HPAnxious, Instagram at HPAnxious, and YouTube at The Ampliverse. We are hosted on Anchor and recorded on Zencasters, so thank you to the both of them. And we are a proud member of The Ampliverse. Happy Pride. Check them out at TheAmpliverse.com. Thank you, Ariana. Thank you, Adam. And as always... I was going to say pepperoni. Pepperoni. (laughs) (laughs) Portobello sprout. (laughs) (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.